Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to another episode of The Radio Vet with Dr. Kelly. I'm giggling because I know something you people don't. I know the topic for today. And it <laughs> makes and at this point, it makes no sense to me. I'm as in the dark as you. So, doctor, help, well, uh, help us out. All right. <laughs> I thought we'd talk about liver and onions today. and <laughs> That'll stink up the entire joint, just so you know. You get that in a... Oh, just. I, as a kid, I did have to eat liver and onions once in a while, and I didn't mind the onion part. So you were a naughty child and had to be punished yeah, regularly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think they believed it was healthy in the 70s. <laughs> a lot of things they thought were healthy in the 70s, which, haha, so, joke's on us, they weren't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay, well, how does this pertain to our well, furry friends? let's talk about the liver, the real liver, the uh-huh. actual liver, which, you know, is what you eat, but let's talk about dog and cat livers. <laughs> okay. I hear it's more, more about what you drink, but that's just for us. <laughs> so... Yeah, so what is the liver and do we really need it anyways? (laughs) So (laughs) the liver is a pretty big organ. Um, It sits, lives right beneath your diaphragm, which is your breathing muscle that separates your chest cavity from your abdominal cavity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it has several jobs. One, it metabolizes proteins, fats, and carbohydrates for use by the body. It stores essential vitamins, minerals, and nutrients. It makes some very important digestive enzymes, which are then stored in the gallbladder. And the gallbladder uh, stores them until they are needed in the upper small intestine, where a lot of digestion actually takes place. So, like, the liver is, like, beyond critical. It's beyond critical, (laughs) yes. It also breaks down medications, toxins, um, and is also a um, way, one way that the body eliminates waste. So it's almost 
I mean, I think I'd rather have my liver than my heart. Not only because <laughs> if I had to make a choice, not only because there's no such thing as an artificial liver, but there is an artificial heart. Well, there are liver transplants, though. That is true. Yeah, that is true. But you cannot make one in the lab just yet, can you? From scratch? I don't know. Maybe someone's done it. <laughs> not debunk- from scratch. No, <laughs> you're debunking all of my science fiction theories here. Um, okay, so um, so very very important. Let's and let, yeah. Well, luckily for all of us who have livers and depend on them. The liver is also an extremely regenerative organ. It can suffer rather great insults and still recover completely. So you're talking about like that 180 proof barrel aged. Uh, right. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> As we abuse the liver, it's like, give me what you got. I, I can, I can hack it. I can take it. Um, um, so let's swing towards cats and mm-hmm. livers and cats and what, uh, um, what kind of problems could ah. we see happening in a well, feline liver? Cats have cute little livers. and <laughs> You've they, seen them. I have yeah. not. <laughs> so I cannot make that judgment call. <laughs> so cats, um, as we've d- discussed briefly in the past, can get something that's unique to them, at least in the, in the veterinary world. Um, they can get liver failure from fatty liver disease. Ah. Yeah. So when a rather um, large cat, a cat with far more body fat storage than it really needs, suddenly stops eating um, and the body needs energy. What does it do? Well, it takes advantage of all this great fat storage that this plump cat has. <laughs> and But the fat is in, its, in, in storage and it needs to become accessible as far as energy goes. So what happens? It gets sent to the liver for processing. Uh-huh. And because there's way too much of it available... The liver gets overwhelmed, fat gets deposited in the liver, the liver gets really angry, stops working well, and then fails. Oh, boy. Yeah. So fatty liver disease is something that's pretty unique to cats, at least in my part of medicine. Is there something that uh, kind of predicates, uh, you know, pre- would why would they get why would they get fatty liver disease? Oh, yeah. I mean, what's, so what's, what's, you're right. What are we how doing does, wrong? How did that happen to begin <laughs> with? That, yeah. When a chubby cat completely and utterly 100% stops eating. They huh. stop taking in energy. And then the body says, oh, no, I need energy. So it goes for the fat, of course. So it's actually far more dangerous for a fat cat to yeah. stop eating than it is for a skinny cat to stop and why, eating. And why would a fat cat who clearly uh, <laughs> right. are a fan of food, uh, why would they just stop oh, eating? I so mean, many reasons. I psychological? Mean, maybe they ate a piece of a toy and it's stuck in them uh, and it's not going to pass. Okay. They have a bad virus and a high fever, so they don't feel like eating. Um there's they have cancer somewhere they have you know there's there's just many 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 reasons but ultimately if a cat stops eating for too long we really start worrying about fatty liver disease okay. especially if it's a heavy cat and if it comes on pretty fast and if they're like you know on uh, a hunger strike of some sort so. yeah i mean i think um it can be in as little as three to five days but well, in, in my yeah. experience it's you know then it's often uh, been beyond that as well okay. from okay. you know when it starts it probably is rather individual but okay yeah well let's uh, so, let's go to the other team then um, sure. and see what's going on in those dog livers what so uh, well um, symptoms of liver disease in general um, are rather non-specific in the beginning so when the liver is unhappy there's something going on in the liver a dog or a cat would have a reduced appetite. Um, vomiting, diarrhea would also be common, weight loss when it's gone on long enough. 
um, increased thirst, and consequently, they're urinating more, too. So mm-hmm. these are all rather nonspecific signs. Later on, when it's gone on a little bit longer, um, some more um, owners who are more, uh, what, astute and pay attention may notice- <laughs> That's me. May notice jaundice. <laughs> okay. So the whites of the eyes have a yellow hue to them, and the gums, rather than being completely pink, have a little bit of a yellow tinge to that pink mm. color, too. Um, when they're jaundiced, they'll also have very dark looking urine, like amber colored, oh, okay, okay. um, because there's, you know, that pigment is coming out uh, in that way too. So I'll go home and check all those, all three of those things immediately when I walk <laughs> in the door today. Yeah, <laughs> um, and end stage or really severe liver disease, they'll develop neurologic symptoms. They'll walk funny. They'll be confused. They'll have seizures. Oh boy. Um, they can also develop swelling in gravity dependent areas, um, free fluid in the abdomen called ascites. And then because the liver also makes coagulation factors, they can also develop random bleeding. Oh boy. Yeah. So blood in the stool, blood in the urine, bloody nose, blood in the front. You know, I, a dog came in once with free floating blood in the front of its eyeball. Oh boy. Um, and Are we past the point of no return at that juncture then? Um, you know, once they've got fr- the um, fluid in the abdomen, yeah, that's looking pretty darn bad. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. At that point. Yeah. So huh. causes um, can be age related. There's a lot of senior dogs who have some rather benign changes in their liver, but do affect their numbers on blood work. Um, That's very common. There's genetic liver conditions. Um, In Yorkshire Terriers especially, Mm. there's um, something called a liver shunt, uh, an abnormal circulation where the the venous return, the blood that's been... um, what, that's coming back from the intestines, the GI tract, rather than going to the liver and getting filtered, it bypasses the liver and all these toxins that got absorbed stay in the liver. Okay. Um, so there's some abnormal circulation that they were born with that huh. um, in many cases can be corrected. Yeah. Uh, but that's um, something genetic. There's also a copper storage hepatopathy or liver disease oh. that... Classically, when I was in school, we only believed it was in Bedlington Terriers. Now we know it's also in many, uh, like Golden Retrievers, Labrador oh. Retrievers. Um, Dobermans have a version of it, too. Rat Terriers? Uh, not that I know of. Good. Thank you. All right. Just checking. <laughs> so that's a, a condition uh, in which they inherited a disorder of their copper metabolism, and copper uh. builds up in the liver and causes it to fail eventually. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, huh. Toxins are a common cause of liver liver disease. So, uh, Amanita mushrooms. Some dogs like to eat those. Blue green oh. algae in lakes. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, sago palm, a kind of palm uh, that's common in some places. Okay. Um, xylitol, an artificial sweetener. Sure. Yeah. Yes. That's in uh, chewing gum. And then uh, some types of molds that grow on food that dogs are happy to eat <laughs> will also be really bad for the liver. So typical. So, so typical. <laughs> All right. So there's medications that some dogs have to take that can be hard on their liver in the long run. A pop, you know, a, a very common um, epilepsy medication that dogs take. Um, steroids, if they have to be on steroids in the long run for um, immune-mediated mm. diseases, a medication that suppresses their immune system. Their sure. liver doesn't like that. Um, cancer, of course, mm-hmm. can occur in the liver. Mm-hmm. And there's some other diseases that affect the liver secondarily. Um, diabetes. Mm-hmm. Dogs and cats get diabetes. Cushing's disease, mm-hmm. much more in dogs than in cats. Right, right. And hyperthyroidism, very oh. common in, in middle-aged and senior cats. Okay. And yeah. then there's also 
trauma. You know, if you are in oh. a car accident uh, and your yeah. liver suffers a great big literal, you know, blunt blow. Sure, sure. And a whole bunch of, you know, liver cells die because of that. Yeah, you've got a liver problem. Oh, that's <laughs> issues immediately. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. So, you know, we said, I said the liver is a very regenerative organ. It is. In fact, 80% of liver cells have to have died before we actually get failure. Wow. Yeah. That's a resilient... Uh, yeah. I like, I, I'm starting to like the liver here. I'm, I'm making <laughs> me a fan. The liver amazes me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what a, what a piece of... Uh, great piece of machinery. Good job. Exactly. All right. Well... This uh, today's episode is entitled "Apparently Liver and Onions." We took care of the liver part of the, <laughs> the promise. Come back for the second half for onions. <laughs> we shall return, everybody. <laughs> and we're back on the radio vet with Dr. Kelly here on CPL Radio, a show that. Um, has all sorts of facets. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can't, you know, if someone had told me this morning when I got up that we'd be doing a show called Liver and Onions on the radio vet, I would have said, nah. <laughs> Why Kelly not, wouldn't though? do Why that. Not? <laughs> <laughs> my dad, boy, he loves liver. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, he just, and then, you know, he doesn't get it very often because my mother says, this is bad for you. She's probably mm-hmm. right, I'm assuming. But uh, yeah, he's, Could be. he's a fan. So, But Could when be. you think about it, what a miraculous organ the liver is we have no right to eat Amazing. anybody's liver i mean come on it's a beautiful <laughs> thing and there we are just gobbling it up and frying it in a pan it's so wrong uh, so um all right here we are so, second half of the show the onion half of the show what, what we'll, a, get, we'll get to the onions do dogs I, have do dogs have onions for organs i don't know no. i'm so confused <laughs> no and they really shouldn't I, char- I charge malpractice if you if you blame onions on uh, <laughs> so all right so um just to finish up with that darn liver oh, sure. um <laughs> That how darn liver, we, I saw that movie. How do we figure out what's wrong with a liver anyway? Uh, blood work is oh, you know, sure. the first logical step because there's quite a few values in basic blood work that pertain to liver health. Um, and then there's a function test, um, testing something called bile acids, and then um, x-ray, of course, mm-hmm. images the liver in the most basic way as far as size and shape. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that, there would be ultrasound where you can also look at the more of the internal texture, if you will. So there's sure. if there's masses in the liver that have a different texture than the normal liver, you know, that would show up um, or obviously a you know an abnormal shape. Sure. sure. Can also be biopsied. Really, you don't truly one hundred percent know what's going on in the liver unless you go get a piece of it. Yeah. Either through an ultrasound guided biopsy where basically a you know a large needle is used mm. in order to go in and, and get a chunk of liver or a surgical biopsy where you actually get to see the liver and get a little tiny piece of it and send it into a pathologist and get an actual answer. Sure, sure. Yeah, so Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it's a lot of fun to deal with. I mean, you know. Um, I would liver say issues. <laughs> I've been so impressed with the liver's ability to heal that I do actually find it kind of fun to deal uh. with. <laughs> um, because it's on your resume, you, know, you can you can do some some blood work on a sick little dog, mm-hmm. get back horrific liver numbers, and if it's an acute insult, an acute sudden change to the liver, you got a pretty good prognosis as far as getting all the way back to normal and not having to be on anything in the long run. Oh, nice. Okay. Then there's other, uh, you know, other more chronic conditions that we'll see also in which, yeah, the values are a little elevated and they go up 
slightly over a long period of time until we're like, okay, your dog has chronic hepatitis. Mm. You know, do we want to figure out what's going on or do we want to try treating them? Because there are also many very successful liver treatments as far as sure. supplements, you know, with, a, with an acute insult, especially if a pet had a fever, mm-hmm. um, we would most likely be reaching for an antibiotic along with some kind of anti-inflammatory. I mentioned how steroids, our use in the long run, right. can raise liver values and eventually harm the liver if it's if it really doesn't um, tolerate them. But guess what? We use steroids to calm the liver down when it's bit suddenly really upset. <laughs> steroids are a wild, you know, wild, uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't untamed keep, land. We uh. don't keep them on them permanently, mm-hmm. you know, in most cases. But, um, you know, they are part of um, acute therapy often sure, just yeah. to get the pet to feel better, yeah. eat and get those numbers to start going down. Uh, and people, too. I mean, there's a lot of people who... Yeah. Have steroids part of their life, and uh, it's a double edged sword for them, too. You know? Yeah, it's... and there also seems to be a, a chronic immune mediated inflammatory hepa- you know, hepatitis that um, you just can't quite necessarily always get a, get a good um, control of without sure. something like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, about those onions. Yeah, about those <laughs> onions. So, onions are part of the allium family, meaning mm-hmm. they're in the same family as garlic, That's true. Yeah. chives. And leeks. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And all of those. Most of which I don't like. Oh, really? By the way, just say, I'm oh, starting no. to begin a little bit of a relationship with onions. Huh. <laughs> Getting better. Huh. But my whole life, I've always avoided them. Just not a fan. But garlic? Uh, garlic's okay. I can oh, live okay. with garlic. Yeah, garlic's all right. Of that list, yeah, that <laughs> is the one that I'm totally fine with. But okay. yeah, it's all a preparation ultimately, yeah, right? Yeah, chives, I mean, eh, I could do without chives, yeah, chives forever. It's like eating grass and it's eating the lawn. I mean, you know, it's like- Spicy grass. <laughs> spicy grass, big time. Yeah, no thanks. So yeah. Um, <laughs> so what happens if a dog or a cat uh, eats something uh, from this family? Yeah. Yeah, well, initially they can get some uh, a lot of drooling because they can get uh, kind of a mucosal surface reaction okay. uh, in their mouth and they'll drool a lot. They can get uh, ups- GI upset, so some okay. you know, classic vomiting, you know, oh, blah, don't feel good. What we're really worried about, though, if they get enough of it, is that it'll actually cause them to become anemic. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So onions and the and and its relatives um, have a substance in them that causes a lot of oxidative damage to dog and cat red blood cells. Oh my. And when the cells are damaged enough, they um, do what's called lice. They uh, essentially pop open and die. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. All and right. so several days after eating uh, something in this family, that's when they can be discovered to be anemic. Okay. Yeah. I feel terrible. It's entirely possible that I gave my boy a full onion ring from Hefner's last week. Oh, yeah. Well, (laughs) that is a cooked onion. Oh, okay. Which, you know, would greatly, I would, I would, I believe, reduce the likelihood of the dangerous substance. It was mostly breading. (laughs) It's mostly (laughs) oil and breading, I'm sure. No offense, offense, Hefner's. They were delicious, but still. A great part of the onion ring. Well, yeah. <laughs> there are uh, breeds that are more susceptible in in the dog world than, than the average dog to this damage. Um, the Japanese breeds, the Akita oh. and oh, the yeah. Shiba Inu. Oh, very good. Yes. Okay. <laughs> 
Well, Akitas are intense dogs. I've met. I've only they're, met one, and they're yeah, just, they're very large. They're too. large and they're kind of hardcore. They don't have. They don't seem to have a sense of humor. That's mm-hmm. the thing with Akitas that mm-hmm. I, I I met one, and he just was very serious about I, everything. Yeah, they're serious. I was going to say yeah. they're stoic, but yeah. they're, they are serious. Yeah, they know. just kind of stand there and they don't laugh at any jokes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I tried everything. Let me tell you. <laughs> Um, interesting. I didn't try onion rings. Hey. <laughs> but, uh, thankfully. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Onions, not so great for our pets, unfortunately. All right. Good but they know. have no damaging effects on the liver. Okay. Very good. <laughs> Just on the red blood cells. Fantastic. All right. <laughs> liver and onions. We we prom- we delivered what we promised at the beginning of the show. That is good. So, if you're, uh, yeah, if you're giving your dog, I guess, uh, a lot of raw onions on, you know, yeah. Avoid it. Every once in a while, you know, if you're like giving some table scraps to your dog and there's, you know, onion some slips in. Yeah. yeah, some onion in with whatever. Yeah. You know, that's not a big deal, but I I think um, you know, some people must do that regularly enough or uh, else the dog gets into the garbage. Oh, sure. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> gorges itself on something that's loaded with onions. An old onion. Yeah. <laughs> that she tossed out. I don't know. <laughs> I I remember when my family we had our first dog and he was still a puppy and probably about I don't know, 6 8 months old and <laughs> my mom was chopping something in the kitchen so of course he was attending because you know yeah. the great things can possibly fall off the counter when this is happening and he's learned that already <laughs> it's all about hope <laughs> without hope it's all darkness <laughs> and he didn't like the taste of onion we discovered oh. you know we didn't know that it would, was bad for him so sure, sure, you know, sure. we're like okay here you go Absolutely. and he got it in his mouth and he put it down and he went and got a drink and he came back and he barked at it. <laughs> so everyone's a critic. Thumbs down for onion for him from him. One and a half stars. <laughs> it's, it's, sort of, it's on Yelp. Dog reviews of onions. Yes. So, so you but you you like onions, huh? I love them. You've okay. You put a lot on things. I don't eat them like an apple, but oh, um, yeah, no, my brother does that. That's weird. Oh. Yeah, no, it's not fun to look at. Even it's just the whole process is horrifying oh. and disgusting. Yeah. Like a raw onion. He's got no problem with that. He doesn't do it regularly. He doesn't like sit down to watch ESPN and like with his raw onion and just start munching. But I think he does it more for shock value. Yeah, you that's know. bizarre. Yeah, I know. That's oh. <laughs> my brother. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, um, interesting. That's yeah, amazing. but I, like I said. I'm starting to get really good onions on various things, and I'm starting to enjoy them and appreciate them. My wife and I, we, our our relationship was predicated on like our mutual loathing of onions. But now that I've started to like onions, she's looking at me like I'm some sort of traitor, you know. It's just, I, so I'm afraid there's gonna be you know papers filed soon. I don't know. I have to be careful here. It's irreconcilable onion will be the uh, that's how it goes. Yeah, we'll watch out the best. for that. Absolutely. So, well, thank you for all the great information, and uh, you know, next week, uh, you know. Chop liver and diced onions. I don't know. We'll we'll figure something out here on the Radio Vet with Dr. Kelly on CPL Radio. Thank you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 